everybody it's episode 199 this is not the footy show we are back on the airwaves cocksmith we are looking at each other actually this time my internet finally decent and i'm just looking into those baby blues mate thinking mm. where have we been for the last three months ah mate we've been busy we've both been very busy which is um which is a good thing mm. as a contractor if you're busy the the fire the, the logs are on the fire and there's warm food in your belly mm. if you're not busy mm. oh, that's mate you, well, that's, the opposite. You're cold and hungry. That's that's deep. We've already sort of gone to the depths already three minutes into the footy show. I'm Warren Nicholson. That's Rob Cox. We talked about New South Wales winning back-to-back Origin Series last time we spoke to you. And, yeah, as Cocksmith says, we just haven't got to the point where we've had anything else to talk about. But we've hit September, Cocksmith. But what is strange is that we've hit mid-September and the finals are starting. Is it just me or starting the finals in mid-September just doesn't have that same feel as ticking over from August to September like we did last year, which was great, having all of the finals in those four weeks in September? Yeah, look, it is a little bit different, but, um, mate, the weather's warming up a little bit. I mean, it, it, it kind of feels it, it feels a little bit different, but at the same time, it's uh, my 25th year of doing this, so um, there's a bit of sameness to it as well. We've had years where... The schedule was a little different, so, mm. you know, I'm all right with it. Indeed. There's eight teams left. There's eight teams who have finally gone by the wayside. I don't think there's any real, uh, what's the word, shocks in regards to who missed out on the eight. We had the playoff that the NRL wants to bring in in a year or two happen at Leichhardt on Sunday when the Sharks beat the Tigers to get into the eight. Actually, they took seventh uh, because the Broncos are so useless and they lost to the Bulldogs. But we've got eight teams, mate. We're going to go through all of the uh, the semi-finals that are coming up this weekend. We'll also take you through every also-ran 
and the reasons why they are also running in 2019. Plus, Team of the Year, Player of the Year, uh, a little bit more uh, here on episode 199 of Not The Footy Show. Yes, we're back on air. Not The Footy Show. Show? It's gone to Cronk again. It comes out to Tedesco. He turns Smith inside and a rattling tackle. Oh, that is brilliant. Cam Murray again. And that'll wrap it up for the Bunnies. Okay, it's time to talk semi-finals. Well, the first week of the finals, Cocksmith. Mm-hmm. Friday night, we head to the SCG, which is where the grand final will be uh, next year. Uh, we get a bit of a taste to see how many people want to head out to the SCG. They should get a very nice crowd for the Roosters and Souths after the uh, bash fest that was last week. Um, but I'm a bit concerned they're not going to sell it out. What's your thoughts? Oh, look, mate, it's, it's you know, the SCG is a great ground, isn't it? But it's not the greatest ground to watch rugby league at. Um, I think they'll get close to a sellout. I think there'll be people come out of the woodwork um, on Friday night and and uh, and get there. Um, even, you know what, if, if I could, I'd probably take my kids there just for the sake of them saying that they've been to the SCG yeah. to watch a game of footy. Um, it's not going to happen forever. You know, yeah, footy will stop, stop being played there. there. Again, uh, in a what is it one one or two years? So, mm. and then you won't see many games there again. So it's a bit of a unique opportunity, um, mate. It should be a cracking game. I mean, let's be honest. Souths are, are uh, two and zero this year on on the Roosters, mm-hmm. um, and nobody's expecting Souths to get up on uh, Friday night except Souths and um, Wayne Bennett. But um, I, th- I put them in with a pretty good chance, mate. I think they've got the game that could po- possibly upset the Roosters as long as they're really on their game and the yep. Roosters might be a little bit dipped. But um, look, Sammy Burgess not being in there, yeah. uh, being suspended, and, and uh, JWH is available and, and will play for the Roosters. It'll be a tough ask. It'll be a tough game. I mean, they, they always go at each other. Yeah, I think the element of this game, which is very interesting, is that I've asked you... Um, just to tell me how much better the Roosters were this year than Souths. How would you you eloquently put that? Well, look, other than when they've been playing Souths, mm-hmm. <laughs> they have been better this year. Um, they've been more consistent. They've had a couple of, you know, I mean, figuratively speaking, they've dropped the ball a couple of times this yep. year, but they seem to have, they seem to have another gear, and they seem to be able to click into that gear when it's required uh i was um i was at this uh, at the scg uh the week before last and watched them play mm-hmm. um and 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 worked at that game um and you know they just they it, it they just seem to be able to click into a gear when it's required and then click out of that gear i mean they're a very dynamic team um with latrell um, you know, being the point scoring machine that he is, he seems to to be uh, a little more mature at the back end of this year. Um, Cooper Cronk's doing what he normally does. I mean, they they are the, Melbourne and, and the Roosters are probably the the you know they're the two most complete teams uh, in the competition. Yeah, because the reason I bring that up, and I agree with everything you just said, <laughs> the Roosters had one more win South this year. Mm-hmm. Like, and you wouldn't. I just found it really strange to look at South sixteen and eight, Roosters seventeen and seven. It felt like there was a bigger gap. And I definitely did. Yep, yeah. Yep. And yet yep. South, you know, for all we want to say, honestly, three weeks ago we were going. Benny's got problems. Uh, Burgess had just hurt himself again. He did his quad, if you remember, against the Bulldogs. Uh, and you're thinking, 
and Adam Reynolds is struggling with his back, and all of a sudden, back up into third, they finished 16 and 8, which is probably a reflection on how they did for the year. They started this year really strong. They were leading the competition. Mm. But your question with Seas is always, what's their next gear look like? Uh, whereas we know That's the right. Roosters have got, you know, you feel like they've got two years left in them, especially given Kiri will play this week. He didn't play last weekend. And you've got players across the Roosters who just, you know, they were there last year. They they took it to the storm in a game they weren't expected to win, and now they're arguably better. I mean, I'll put it right now. Latrell Mitchell has had a season where people will go, oh, no, he didn't have a great year. He actually had a fantastic year. He just oh. didn't play Origin 2 and Origin 3. He yep. ended up with the most points, uh, second most tries. And as I've gone through looking at you know the team of the year possibilities, Cocksmith, name me one other centre that had a decent year this year. Well, mate, I, I'd suggest that probably the next best centre this year... Well, it's hard. It's, <laughs> you actually, you got me. It's not um, easy. Uh, yeah, mate. I, I think probably the next best centre this year, and people will laugh, but probably, um, probably Josh Morris. He didn't have a um, bad year at all. But um, it's it's acres. Tony Stags. He had a good six weeks or so towards the end of the year. He was struggling mm. before that. It's not easy. I mean, Joseph Manu, who you don't really think of because mm. obviously Mitchell's in the team, actually had a pretty good year, especially yep. defensively. I agree. Yep. Will Hopawade on a bad team has probably been the Bulldogs' best player. Uh, sure. And I'll put two other names here. Like, you know, I'm, I've got questions on the defense of one Jay Croker, but he had a pretty good year for the Raiders. Yeah. Yep. The other player I'm going to put out there, and I reckon there's a serious chance that he could be the second best center of the year. He's a rookie. All right. Mm. Can you tell me who that is? Debut this year. Well, you're going you're gonna to say Campbell Graham? He's no, on? he's a winger. More, played more a winger. Well, Bronson Zerry, honestly, yeah. yep. is in the contention for... Yep. Second best center this year. He's had an impact of the Sharks. He's played mm. really good football. He hasn't hit that rookie wall, which some players do. Yep. But what it underlines is, and this is why I think it's such a big thing for the Roosters going into this game, is that Mitchell, we all look at him and go, he's probably got another gear, or he's, he, he could impose himself. Yet he's mm. already been, by the length of the straight, the best center this year. Because if you look at Origin, who were the centers picked for Origin for both teams? Well, Latrell Mitchell and... Uh... Josh Morris in the first game. Jack Whiten, 5'8". Tom Trebojevic, fullback. Yep. yep. Dane Gagai, yep. winger. Yep. Uh, Michael Morgan, halfback. Yeah. The only other centre that got picked for all of origin was Will Chambers, and there's no Will way Chambers. you can say if he's had a great year. Yeah. There's a real dearth of, of high-quality centres right now, and, and that's where I think Mitchell coming up against... I think he'll play against um, James Roberts this weekend, who's mm-hmm. back from suspension. Love that matchup if I'm South. Uh, if I'm oh, the yeah. Roosters, that's, I think that's where they'll pull them apart is on that left edge, uh, yep. which we know is their strength. But that's Friday night. I've got the uh, Roosters winning 26-12. I think it'll be pretty comprehensive. Ooh. Mate, you know what? I, I probably can't disagree with you. I mean, like I said uh, just before, the Roosters haven't beaten South this year, but they will on Friday night. Yep. Um, I, I think that they and they're probably two to three tries better. Uh, on the night um, if all goes the way that I think it will go I think they will click into their next gear they'll dominate um, they'll dominate in the middle um, that's yeah I, I can see that happening quite easily the other side of the coin can 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 South beat them like I said before they they can but they probably won't <laughs> you know um, it's it's the business end of the year I think South have got a good team going into the future um, 
they're, but they're, they're probably still another year away from uh, dominating like uh, the Roosters can. It's funny, it's, they were, I would have said that they are a bit of an older team, the old bunnies. Well, they've got... The, 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 the thing is, when you look at Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds, um, Cody Walker's a lot older than people think. I think yeah. he's 29, isn't yeah, he? 29 this year, this year I think. Um, he debuted, de- didn't debut very young. And, but they've got, you know, with, with Dewey and Campbell Graham and um, a couple of the young forwards, you know, with uh, Murray and whatnot, I think they've got the basis of, of a, a, a young team. Um, they've got the... Um, uh, they've got the you know definitely the, the foundations of a of a team coming up. Um, I love Damian Cook. I think he's had another unbelievably good year mm. uh, for the Bunnies. Kind of forgotten when everyone talks about Player of the Year, but mm. um, we'll get to him later on in that whole discussion. But he is. I mean, if they win, it'll be because of uh, Damian Cook. What's yep. the score, yep. Cocksmith, in this one? You said twenty six twelve. I say uh, I say twenty eight ten. Yeah. Uh, not looking very good close. for the old bunnies. Not the show. Show. Bateman, this time. The next game is on Saturday afternoon down in Melbourne. Uh, we get a replay of a game from about a month ago that was yep. pretty gripping. Uh, mm-hmm. Melbourne, the number one seed, they finished twenty and four for the season. They take on the Raiders, who finished fifteen and nine. This. Didn't look like this would be the game heading into round 25. We thought mm. Canberra would take care of the Warriors, and we didn't think South would beat the Roosters. Yep. The opposite happened, and mm-hmm. we get Storm Canberra round three for the year because they played early on in the season. Uh, Storm led 18 nil in Melbourne a month ago, and Canberra found a way to win that match. Now, mm. this is a great matchup just from a footy supporter's point of view or who just like football because uh, Canberra are going to take it to them. I don't know if they're good enough to take it to them, but I must admit, having watched that game last uh, month, they found a way to keep Melbourne looking very average attacking-wise in the second half. And that's always going to be our worry with the Storm, I think, is that if everything goes through Cam Smith, who's had an unbelievable season, then you've got to put more pressure on the halves to do more of the... uh, the fullback, the wingers, the centres, and mm. the, the three-quarter line for Melbourne hasn't been great this season. They've relied very much on um, yep. their edge back rowers. Uh, Kenny Bromwich has had a fantastic season. But they've now decided to punt Brodie Croft, their foot Jerome Hughes back into seven, mm. to let um, the running machine Pappenhausen play at fullback. It doesn't mean they're necessarily mm-hmm. more creative. It just means that on the stat sheet, the fullback has better numbers. And as much as I like Pappenhausen, I think they're a more dangerous team if they've got Croft at seven, Hughes at fullback, and uh, Munster at six. That's just where I feel. And it opens up a bit of a chance for Canberra. If they are willing to attack Melbourne, which they did in that second half, I don't know if Melbourne have a lot of counter-punch to them unless they get to that lead again. I don't think they'll get run over uh, like they did in that second half a month ago. But there's just something about Melbourne. I'm still not gaga over them. Heading into these finals, yeah. Look, uh, I, 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 I agree with a, a lot of what you said. Um, tell me, is Croft on the bench? He is like a reserve. Okay, so, so he's not, not in the eight, not in the seventeen. I'll he's... double check that for you. Okay. You're, uh... um, look, I, there's no way in the world Melbourne will get run over like they did last time. It's not going to happen. Yep. It doesn't happen uh, more than once or twice in a season to Melbourne. Um, they they're too good. Um, I, I think it's an interesting choice, and that's if Belly Ake does stick with 
that that lineup. Mm. Um, I think it's an interesting choice to. I mean, you know, he's he's obviously can see the the outright pace of Pappenhausen and and wants you know some speed at the back and and whatnot. Um, I I mean, look, I'm I'm not I'm I'm no coach compared to Craig Bellamy, but I probably would have stuck with Jerome Hughes at fullback yeah. and Pappenhausen off the bench as a as an impact. But he he might want to go with four big boppers on the bench to you know to kind of grind away at, at um, Canberra. Canberra Canberra are a danger team in in this uh, final eight because they are unpredictable and and they can come back at you. Yeah. Um, some of the teams can't, yeah. but in saying that, I think I think Melbourne are going to have too much artillery for them. And and uh, um, I know that you're a Canberra man, but um, I think Canberra have done remarkably well this year. No, um, great season. Uh, Yep. And the recruiting has been second to none. Hats off to, yep. to Ricky. Um, he's brought, you know, basically the palms over um, and they've done really well for him, uh, barring Hudson Young, who probably hasn't done that well, given that he hasn't spent much time on the field comparatively. But I think, I think, they've, done, I think they've done very well. Uh, and, I, and I don't think that, you know, obviously I, I don't think that the, the, the journey is over for them in the eight. Um, you know, there will be another week for them to... To um to play, um, but I don't think it's going to be their night um, on Saturday. I think Melbourne in Melbourne is a hard task at the best of times. Melbourne in Melbourne to get into a second week of a finals or to get where they want to be in the finals um, is almost um, impossible. Uh, not nothing is impossible, but it's it's as close as it can be. And I think Melbourne win eighteen um, eight. Interesting. The the core. Part from well, the, the reason that I'm going to tell you that I'm going with my boys mm. is that is because you've got one green eye and one blue eye. You know I'm wearing my not the footy show Raiders shirt right now. Where's the Dragons yeah. one, mate? That's I know, no, no pride. Uh, just like the team. Anyway, um, they didn't make the eight, mate. <laughs> they didn't make the fourteen. Settle uh, down. <laughs> what what strikes me about Canberra this year, as bad as they were in the last twenty minutes on last weekend against the Warriors. Mm. Their defence has been something that I think has matched the intensity of Melbourne this year in that in that area. It doesn't match their numbers though. No, but it they're they're in, in some big games they've found ways to, to stay in contest because of their defence. Look something you couldn't I, I think, say about I, Canberra for a long time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they've definitely improved, mate. And and, and Ricky has has found his mojo as a coach down there, and he's got all the players are believing in him, which is great. Um, he's got the dressing room, um, but I don't think we can. I don't think we can hang too hard on on Canberra against Melbourne last time. You got to remember, Melbourne did jump out to an eighteen block lead, and they really did take their foot off the throttle. And by the time they got their foot back on the throttle, um, the the tide had turned, and and um, you know Canberra. Had had their tails up and off they went, um, but I don't see that happening again. Mm. Um, that was a wake up call that, that probably uh, Melbourne probably needed in getting ahead. And um, once they're ahead, I don't think you'll see them take their foot off the throat again this year if they do jump ahead to a three try um, lead. I, I think they will keep pushing. Um, they've seen what happens when you do relax. Um, yeah, it's funny because. I haven't watched the game again, but I remember watching it, and one of the things that came out of the match, well, that first 20, 30 minutes where Canberra were down a player twice, mm-hmm. they considered tries in both sin mids. 
but both times it felt like a victory coming out of those 10 minutes because it was only mm. one try both times. Mm. And Melbourne had plenty of ball through that period. And I go back to the Cam Smith thing where as, as dominant and as superb he has been this season, if Canberra can find a way, and I think this, this really rests on Josh Hodgson because I think that's the kind of player he is, if he can get out and harass Cam Smith, mm. that's going to put a lot of pressure on the way Melbourne then work. And I'm I'm sticking with my boys. I'm, I I honestly yeah. think that Canberra can go down there and, and give it to Melbourne um, okay. and win by a point. That's how much they'll mm. give it to Melbourne. Thirteen uh, twelve is my prediction. Uh, do you? I mean, just to make it interesting. Yeah. Do you? I know that I owe you a meal. Yes. Uh, Finally. Do you want to? Do you want to go double or nothing? <laughs> what with your, with with your team? Uh, yes. No, no, no. If Melbourne win, you're very confident. But if Melbourne win, <laughs> um, would you like to? Take it back to zero, or I owe you two meals. <laughs> I just like to see the first one, mate, and then we can discuss things after that. <laughs> Clearly, uh, you're not that confident. No, so I anyway, said thirteen twelve. On. I didn't say thirty to twelve. Let's uh, move on. Let's see. Yeah. Um, it's funny how we've talked about how many weapons teams have and stuff, and yet I just realised we didn't even mention James Tedesco at all in the uh, <laughs> Roosters South matchup. Oh, so I'm mate, sure there's some good players. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, we've done well. So I've gone Canberra, you've gone Melbourne, we've both gone the Roosters. Fanella have held him out to this stage. Jake Treboya, that's to Fanella Blake. And they couldn't hang on for one more tackle. The next two matches are elimination semi-finals. Uh, mm-hmm. on Saturday night at uh, well, they call it Brookvale, they call it Lotto Land. Um, there's some other things that have been growing there or been left there evidently. Uh on the hill, uh, we're not talking about chips. Is it still called Lotto Land? Asbestos Land, I think, is one of the things wow. people have been saying. Um, well, I love yeah. it. I love Brookie, and I was there twice this year, and uh, a third or fourth something has won't grown. be allowed back now after calling it that. Oh, well, you can't call it Brookvale, apparently. That was the thing that I thought was interesting. Is it still called Lotto Land? So it's, yeah, it's still sponsored by uh, Lotto Land. But, okay. yeah, Fair another enough. email went out from the, the CEO saying, all staff do not call it Brookvale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes those things you get a little bit precious on. But anyway, um, Manly take on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, who got in, as we said, to beat the Tigers last week. Manly mm-hmm. 14 and 10 on the season, which I think is probably about where they were uh, yep. over the course of the season. And they only had Tommy Trevojevic for what, 10 games. Uh, yep. They take on Cronulla, who were 12 and 12, which is pretty much bang on how their season played out. But they finished 7th, which is a bit of an indictment on the quality of the... Uh, uh, the competition this year, not the top teams who were all really good, but 14 and 10 and 12 and 12 as 6 and 7. That's a bit of a gap. It's Saturday night uh, and Manly have about 14 players injured. <laughs> no, Trevoy- no Tommy Trevojevic, no Joel mm. Thompson. Uh, mm. Who else is injured? Um, it's sad, isn't it? About three or four other guys that they need and they are going to be running out players that have played I think combined under six NRL games this year, uh, about yep. like four players. Mm-hmm. The only way Manly have a chance in this is if uh, Marty T- or oh, Marty Tapao's in- suspended. Sorry, is if Fanua Blake somehow takes on them all. Mm. <laughs> um, Fainu has an absolute stormer out of the go forward that comes from somewhere, and Cronulla enter this game complacent because of all the players out for Manly. I just it, Cronulla haven't been impressive enough this year to say they are a slam dunk. Mm. But gee, Manly are up against, aren't they? Yeah, mate. I I I think um, injuries and and suspensions have come at the wrong time for them. 
Um, I do tend to agree that on paper anyway, um, the Sharks look like um, if they turn up and if they do their business, um, they should get away with the win. But the, 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 the factor in there of Brookie Oval is, is always a, um, you know, it's one of those things that's a kind of like a bit of an X factor. Um, Brookie's one of those grounds, you know, the fortress, and it's where the mad professor Desi does his, uh, his best work. So uh, there is that X factor. Uh, I'm not generally a betting man as far as unless I'm betting for dinners. But <laughs> if I was forced to bet on this game, there's no way I could go against Cronulla. Um, they look to be uh, pretty much all but uh, full strength. If, as long as it doesn't come down to goal kicking, um, <laughs> I think they might do all right. Um, and I reckon that they will get away with the win. Um, I think they're just going to be uh, a little bit too strong on the night, mate, and I can see them winning probably by eight to ten points. Look, the forward packs, I'm just going to read you. This is the manly forward pack on paper, okay? Fanua Black at prop, Coruscant hooker, Sean Kepi at prop. Have you heard of Sean <laughs> Kepi before? Yeah, I have, mate. He's a New Orleans Jets local junior. He's got some long um, legs, doesn't he? He does have some long legs, and he's filled out. He was a he 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 was a he basically uh, played a lot of under twenties football with Parramatta. Yep. Um, he's he's definitely filled out in the last year since he's been at Manly. Um, from all reports, I think I've met him. I think he. I think when my daughter started, he went to the same primary school as my daughter, actually. When my daughter started primary school, I think he was in fifth or sixth grade. Um, and I understand he's a, he's a really good kid from a good family. Yep. Um, so, uh, look, I hope he has a great game. Uh, I really do. He apparently had a very good game last week. I didn't see the game, but um, he had a very good game last week, and that's got him into... Um, he didn't look uh, out of place, is how I put it. Mm, yeah, is... no, he's very willing. He's a yep. very good junior player. Um uh, he was, uh, like I say, at Norellum where my son plays. And, um, yeah, he's uh, good on him for, for playing so well last week that they put him into his first uh, NRL final in only his um, yeah, second, second, or third game. Yeah. second or third game. Good on him. Uh, in the back row, Corey doesn't... Waddell and Jack Gasowski. Gus... I think they pronounce it Gajewski. Gajewski. Uh, Jake Trebojevic. Yeah. Imagine mm. him being the easiest name to spell, to say. Um, yep. And the bench is uh, Manasi Fen- Fen- Fenua. Uh, Fainau. Fainau, that's him. Uh, Hamole. I'm not even going to try, but he's played a couple mm. of games. Mm-hmm. Olakatu, um, Lloyd Perrett, and uh, Toa Sipley. Now, there's I- five? Huh? Did you say, did you just mention five names? No, no. That's the, that's the four man bench. Okay, fair enough. Um, it looks like Cade Cast will come in to the 5 uh, 8 spot, and they're apparently going to move. Dylan Walker back to fullback is one of the it's interesting chats. But yeah. the reason I say that is benches and apologies on the names is that I'm just going to read you the Cronulla pack mm. <laughs> just to get some perspective. Aaron Woods, Jaden Braley, Matt Pryor, Britton Nakora, Wade Graham, Paul Gallon, Kurt Capewell, Jack Williams, Andrew Fafita, Braden ULE. That is mm. remarkable, the difference in quality here and depth. Yeah, yeah well, well, remarkable in... in Potential quality. I mean, we've, yep. we've seen teams this year not show up and, and rest on their names and their laurels a little bit. I'm not saying that Cronulla have, but we have seen it a little bit happen. Um, so, like I said, mate, if, if Cronulla turn up and do the business uh, and put their efforts in and compete hard, um, I, I, I can't see Manly getting up. Um, but 
yeah, the big caveat is that they must show up and, and do yeah. what they need to do. Yeah. I think the Sharks have got this, but I'm going to say it's 18-16 Sharks. Believe it or not, I'm going to say goal kicking wins it for the Sharks. That's my prediction. Sean Johnson from the sideline in front of the Brookie faithful. Sorry, the Lottoland faithful. And uh, Sharkies 18, Manly 16. DCAU's had an unbelievable, just a fantastic season. Best season he's had, I think. Keeps Manly in the contest, but I think it comes down to the Sharks and their depth up front. I think they'll just, I just can't see. The, the forward pack for Manly being able to stick with them. So so you think Manly will be the first team this year out of the NRL competition? That is my prediction on Saturday night. And I agree. And scoreline? Oh, well, I said 10 points, so mate, I think it might be 16-6 or, yeah. or something like that. It's, it's not going to be a blowout, I don't think. Um, I think Manly might go with them for, for maybe the first half and it might just um, swing in the second half. Yeah. The effort is no, there's no questions on the effort that uh, Manly put in each week. It's been very impressive. And who knows, even T Rex might get a run. <laughs> Not this week's show. show. Stabs it through. Darius is chasing. You get a try. Sunday, uh, we have a sellout. It has been confirmed that Bank West is sold out for mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon football. Question for you, Coxmith, before we get into Paramount and Brisbane. I think this game sells out no matter if you play it Friday night, Saturday night, or Sunday. Yep, I agree. If you'd played Roosters and Souths on Sunday afternoon at the SCG, do you sell it out? Uh, Yep. Yeah, I think you do. I think so. Uh, The only reason that doesn't happen is because the NRL likes to protect the higher-ranked teams by having them have a bigger gap. Potentially between um, first and second week of the finals, but this is one of those ones where look, I'm you, you hope that South and East get 36,000, but mm. you could have. I reckon you could have been a guaranteed sellout Sunday over to SCG. This game mm. would have sold out regardless. It's great that it has sold out. Parramatta, yeah. they had a couple of blips towards the end of the year. Ride mm. the ship, then beat Manly to get fifth. Brisbane, yeah. on the other hand, have just. I think they're playing like the team that they are. At the end of the day, they were 11-1-2 for the season. 11-1-12 uh, yep. for the season. That's a sub-500 record. They've made yep. the finals. They've got some good players. They've also got a lot of question marks. Um, Parramatta, look, I think they are a fifth-place team at 14-10. and 10. Congratulations to them. I don't think they're in that same category of the top four sides. But this is a game they have to, they have to show if they got any desire to do anything in this premiership. Obviously, they have to win, but they have to win well. They have to knock Brisbane out of the park because if they only play average Brisbane with a couple of good players, they could sneak it out. I really believe that. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because um, uh, you know Brisbane have made the finals without winning with you know by basically not winning as many games as they lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a bit of a strange one. They crept in there, thank, thank, thankfully to the Sharks um, from last week. But I th- look, I think, um, I think Parramatta will do a number on Brisbane. Yeah. Um, I think that, I don't think that Brisbane are going to be able to go with them. Um, I think Parramatta have the game and, and the personnel to um, put a score on Brisbane. Uh, and personally, I hope they do. Um, 
it's not that I dislike Brisbane too much. It's just that um, I'd like to see them, um, you know, shown the door because they they didn't win as many games as they lost. So yeah, they've been they've uh, been poor this season, Brisbane for the most part. Um, yeah, they, they and... look. They haven't. They definitely haven't aimed up. Given that you know there was a pretty pretty high high uh, priority or a high um, profile uh, signing in their in their new coach, yeah. um, who was going to do all sorts of things and and didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he got them to the finals, so yeah. you know, hats off. Um, but I think that overall, if you could if you could grab a grab a Brisbane board member and ask him, has it been a, a so far, has it been a good year or a disappointing year? I think they'd have to say disappointing. Um, they haven't dominated the way that they, they should and, and could. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to write them off from here. Yeah, look, it's down to the, the to three players, as far as I'm concerned, for uh, the Broncos to make a difference in this one, and that's their three big boppers, David Fafita, Matt Lodge, and a bloke who I just continually just go, this kid's amazing, Payne Haas. Uh, he has been mm. head and shoulders their best player this season uh, for the whole season. He has been mm. consistent, and they've just got to find a way to overcome that uh, Parramatta forward pack, which has actually got a little bit of little bit of depth coming off the bench. I like Alvaro off the bench. Nakora is pretty good. Um, I would have played Penny Terrapo or a Moroa over Ray Stone, but yeah, you know, it could still happen. But mm. the bench for the Broncos has been, I think, one of their real what's the word. The effort's been there, but the impact hasn't. Uh, they've all, they've always taken a step back when uh, Lodge and Hast well Hast have played sixty five minutes or game. But every time mm. Lodge goes off, they seem to lose something up there. And I don't think their the rest of their team has been quite good enough to take up the slack. I lean towards Parramatta, uh, not by a great deal. I think there'll be quite a few tries in this one. I'm going twenty four twenty para, um, yeah. but I don't know. Maybe <laughs> something tells me that. Darius Boyd ain't going to go completely um, into the sunset um, with a whimper. I think even if he comes back next year, this could be one of those games where you go, he's still got a bit of it, just maybe not at 5 mm. Look, mate, the, the, the elephant in the room here is that it, basically Broncos don't have a halfback. Um, yep. They've pl- tried plenty of people at halfback. I think the only one they haven't tried at halfback is Payne Haas. Um, you know, they've tried hookers at halfback. They've tried Milford at halfback. He's not a halfback. He's just not. Um, uh, you know, and so they struggle for structure um, in their attack. You know, they've got, you know, they've got a lot of potential with their forwards. Their forwards are, are going well, yep. um, but off the back of three or four forward runs, you probably need a backline move. Uh, you know, and when when blokes like I said before, Katoni Stags gets the ball, he's hard to stop. Yep. But it's just getting him the ball um, with with not everyone numbering up on him. Um, is been the difficult task this year, and I think um, you know I think they're going to need to get a halfback. Um, Sean Sean O'Sullivan looked to be the one, but he did his ACL well, last week. The strange um, thing about that was he did his ACL in reserve grade after yeah. leading him to two wins. They dropped him for Jake Turpin. Yeah, I, I, and, and uh, yeah, look, there, there's been lots of selections and things that have happened at Brisbane this year that have lots of people, you know, kind of looking to the sky and wondering what what why and what happened. Um, and you know you may never know, but um, there's there's been a lot of uh, you know eye rolling and whatever else. Um, I think I think Parramatta will do the job, and I think they'll do it well. Um, I I suspect a score of twenty eight ten or thirty okay. to ten, yep. something like that. I think they I think they'll be pretty convincing. Yeah, I'm going Parramatta twenty four twenty as I said. 
mm-hmm. based on they should be better than Brisbane. Are you writing these scores down? I'm writing just, them down. It just Lee. sounds like you're writing them down, but I don't know if you actually are. Do you want thirty to ten or twenty to twenty-eight ten? I'll have twenty-eight ten. Okay, because if it it's thirty to ten, you can't have that now. No, um, that's fine. Write it down. I'd I'd like you to report back in next week and oh. see how far I got them wrong. I'm oh, sure I you will. will. I will say report. unless I got them all pretty close, then I'll hear nothing. <laughs> well, yeah, I I still I'm still waiting to hear that. Canberra finished how many points ahead of uh, the Dragons on the table? It doesn't matter, mate. You're going to get a meal, all right? I'll it, get the meal doesn't get bigger um, just because they walloped St. George this year. Okay? Be happy uh, with that. There's the our picks for the first week of the finals, everybody. Uh, just for the interest's sake, uh, I'm going to tell you guys, um, we obviously did our preseason predictions, 10 predictions, etc. cetera. Uh, we'll get to a few of those because they involve teams that missed the finals. But mm. for the record... Um, I don't think we ended up doing a podcast on it, but my prediction, I got six of the eight teams in the top eight. Uh, the How two, many did I get? I don't remember you doing it. I think I got seven. <laughs> um, which is good. I, did, I, didn't pick, I didn't pick Brisbane. Yeah. I, I, think, I think I picked, I'm pretty sure I picked everyone else other than Brisbane, and I, and I had Penrith in there instead of Brisbane. Yeah, I nailed the top four. I had Roosters, Storm, Rabbitohs, Raiders. Um, then uh, I, had, I wouldn't have had that. Then I had Dragons and Panthers in fifth and sixth, so... <laughs> Uh, you know what? I think I, I think I got six, mate, because okay. um, I would have had I wouldn't have had the Raiders in there. Yeah. Then I had Sorry. Sharks in seventh, which was right. Broncos in eighth, which was right. Mm. Uh, but Manly and Parramatta, the two teams I didn't have in there, mm. I had them in fourteenth and fifteenth respectively. And I had mm. the Doggies, who looked like good things for the wooden spoon, like about halfway through the year in sixteenth. Uh, um, mm. And for the record, I had Grand Final Roosters Raiders as the GF. Um, Who did get the, the wooden spinners? Titans. Titans right? by the length of the strike. We'll talk about all those teams that were also rans after the break and at the footy show. There is our finals week one preview. Uh, Clocksmith says he's writing them down. I hope you write them down as well. If you've got your tips, mm. let us know uh, via Twitter or Facebook uh, what you think will happen in week number one. Um, let's talk about some really average teams after the break, Clocksmith. Can't wait. Not the footy show. show? <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> No okay, we're back. It's episode 199. Warwick Nicholson in one seat. Rob Cox lounging in a very luxurious lounge chair uh, mm. in Camden uh, in another seat as we talk about uh, week one of the finals. But we we have eight teams that we've dissected um, probably for way too long. Now it's time to rip through the other eight teams that um, really struggled in uh, 2019. Which way do you want to go, Cox? Do you want to go 9 to 16 or 16 to 9? Okay, 9 to 16. Okay, let's go from the Tigers, who were ninth at the end of the regular season. They had their chance. They weren't good enough. Two standout players for me, uh, Luke Brooks and Ryan Madison. <laughs> you get the story today on NRL.com. Ryan Madison not happy with Madge. Apparently he wants out, Cogsmith. Ooh, drama. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. I didn't hear that. Uh, look, mate, if you look at the stats, um, Ryan Madison was, was outstanding for them. Um uh, I believe Alex Twole was pretty good too. Yep. Um, I liked Luke Garner. Um, you know, I, th- I think there's a lot to look forward to at the Tigers. Uh, you know, they didn't they didn't miss the eight by yeah. much. Eleven and uh, thirteen on the season. That's that's pretty respectable. But it's not good yeah. enough to make the finals. No, it's not. It's not good enough to make the finals. Um, they they started off wobbly. Um, the middle part of the year was good. Um, uh, you know, um, they've got a little bit of an. You know, they've got young and old mixture. I mean, Benji is going to play next year. Robbie's finished. Um, 
So, you know, they're going to need a hooker for next year. Uh, they've lost Jacob Little through AC, an ACL injury. Um, so they're probably going to have to do a little bit of recruiting. I can't believe Maddo wants to leave. Um, but obviously personality issues sometimes come, come into things. But, yeah. mate, I, I think overall I, I'd give the Tigers a pass mark this year. Um, I think first year Madge has inherited a lot of those players. Um, so... You know, and he's inherited good and bad. Um, so, uh, look, I think uh, I'll give him a pass. I'll give him a little tick. I, I didn't mind what they did. Yeah, it's a good year if you want to look on the bright side of things, but if you want to be negative, Robbie Farah ends his career with the Tigers. Uh, good to see him get a run, um, even if it was limited, um, with that broken leg. But ninth, just perennially <laughs> uh, for them. What's the, mm. what's what's going to be the tipping point to get them in the eight? And, and it, it feels like they've got to rely on other teams falling over rather than them pushing their way in. And that's look, that's worrying. There's, there's a there's a couple of things with the Tigers, mate. I mean, I, I think as good as Benji was this year, they're missing. Uh, and I think I think he's a great influence on the team. I think he's he's a positive influence for as far as a person goes and a trainer goes. But I think they're really missing. Um, a, a top line fullback, um, an attacker from the back. I think they're missing, you know, they're probably missing another gear in Luke Brooks. Um, they're definitely missing one, at least one good strike front rower. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a, I, I think it's a personnel thing, mate. I mean, Madge is a, a very good coach who's coached teams to, to with grand final wins. Um, so I don't think they're missing much there in the coaching department. I think it's just a little bit of a cattle thing, and and. You know, they've had some players there or they've got players there that are on big money that aren't really doing a lot. Um, and it's not that their fault that they're not really doing much because they're not getting much of a chance um, through one reason or another. So I think they've got to turn some players over and bring some new blood in. And, and hopefully Ryan Madison stays there because he was one of their best this year. Yeah, I think he, was. he, he was. it was his best year in football yet. Um, he was better this year than he was at the Roosters last year. So... Um, I think uh, if they if they can keep that team together, the nucleus, which I'm sure they will, um, they can build a good team. Um, like I say, I, I, I'll give them a little tick. Yeah. Uh, pretty decent season. Then Penrith finished in 10th, uh, mm. thanks to the Nathan Cleary show uh, in the final round. Um, good to see him playing with some uh, freedom. Uh, yeah. Missing, he'll miss James Maloney. He um, will. And we'll miss James Maloney as a whole. Uh, one of those players that just, you know, Love him or hate him, he, he's watchable, yeah. and that's a that's a pretty good quality to have. Uh, and if you recall, he, he goes out with an Origin series win, so uh, not a premiership or a grand final. But uh, Penrith eleven and thirteen, oh, their standout player for mine was uh, James Fisher Harris over the course of the season. Um, he was playing eighty minutes most weeks, which isn't a bad effort for a forward. Mm. Did a lot of work, um, um, got through a mountain of work and, and defence in the middle of the field. Yeah. Um, he's a he's a real worker and a hard man, and he very rarely lets them down. Mate, they suffered from their their start of their season. Yep. You know, they got two from ten um, at the start of the year. That that robbed them really of of a of a good shot at the finals. Um, if they just win two more games out of ten, four from ten at the beginning of the year, they're in the finals, and Brisbane aren't. Um, so, yeah, it 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 was a bummer of a start to the year. But I think that there are hopes there. Maloney goes, which is a probably a negative, but I think Luai will probably come in. Uh, as has been well noted, uh, Cleary and Luai played a lot of junior fo- rep football together. Um, and um, I think the only, th- the only interesting thing is they're going to have a, they're gonna have a, a, a 
you know, a, a massive hookers. Uh, Mitch Kenny, um, Wade Egan and yep. Appy Corrissau. They've got three hookers well, and, oh, and as well as Sione Katoa. Well, there's a chance he won't have a contract next year. That's the two on Katoa. Right. Apparently they're happy to let Egan go mm. after apparently he signed a massive deal two years ago to stick around. Well, they might be happy to let him go, but he might not be happy to go. Because why would you want to give up your contract if it's as big as people say it is? Um, well, it's a little bit like the Darius Boyd thing, isn't yeah. it? Like everyone's saying, oh, I think Darius will be back. Mate, 100% Darius will be back. He's on 900000 a year. He is not going to give that he's, up. He's and if he does, no. he'd, he'd be silly. Mate, what, what are they going to do? Play him at park football? I'd, yeah. I'd happily play park football for nine hundred grand. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. He's not going anywhere. He, he's, he owes Brisbane nothing. Very so. interesting to look at the amount of players that have been moved on already by Penrith who are in their round one team or will be moved on. Uh, if I'm just going to quickly go through, uh, mm. their round one team was Edwards, Mansour, Farai, Blake, Wattina, DWZ, Maloney, Cleary, Tamau, Egan, Latoa, Sele, uh, Isaiah Yo, Fisher-Harris, Campbell-Gillard, Jack Hetherington, Fu Maono, and Jerome Luau. Luai, sorry. Mm-hmm. Fare is apparently being shopped every man and his dog two years mm-hmm. into a five-year deal that somehow he got given. Uh, Wonga mm-hmm. Blake is already playing for Parramatta. Uh, DWZ is already playing for the Bulldogs. Maloney mm-hmm. is heading overseas. Um, Cleary and Tamau are sticking around. Wade Egan mm-hmm. on the block. Uh, Leota actually had a pretty decent season, all things considered. He's, he's developing into a, a forward that you can use. Mm. Harm Sele didn't get out of reserve grade after round five. Uh, Isaiah Yo's shoulder is cactus. He'll play next he's year. He's already had a reconstruction. But he's, he played the whole year pretty much with a busted shoulder. He's a tough individual, but he's not the player that we saw a couple of years ago, and that's just wear and tear, unfortunately. Fisher-Harris, we said, had a great year. There's chat that Regan Campbell-Gillard's already signed with Para. Jack yep. Hetherington has signed with Canberra. Yep. Uh, Fumayono has been reserve grade pretty much most of the season and uh, we say Luai is probably going to be the 5'8 next year the stat that Phil Gould had on his podcast the other day and man, good luck to him I think people saying oh he shouldn't be uh, tooting his horn about what Penrith have done with their juniors well that's his job that was his job at Penrith was to mm. uh, rebuild that junior base 15 of the 17 who played for him on the weekend had debuted for the Panthers yeah, well, a couple of weeks ago, 16 of 17, yeah. um, you know, with, with a couple of young... Mate, they, they've debuted this year 11 players, I believe. It's, um, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of players. They de- debuted 11 players this year, mate. So, look, uh, they've got a very young team um, across the board. I think there's better things to come for them. I th- hopefully they get there for them. They get their season off to a good start next year. Um you know, they've got a lot of young players in the team that will benefit from confidence like that. So um, I had them in my top eight this year, yep. uh, wrongly. But at the same time, no one envisions a team like Penrith to go um, two from eight, uh, two from ten wins in the first ten rounds. And then they won um, seven in a row. Like, and they got, and they got they back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they're, you know, just obviously the consistency this year, disruptions off field and whatnot. Not making excuses, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them a a fifty percent part. Look, I'm gonna give them a pass, but only just. They were still eleven and thirteen. They were had as many wins as the Broncos, who finished in eighth. Um, yeah, yeah. They just their four and against was absolutely horrendous because of that start of the yep. season. Uh, mm-hmm. Going to the team in eleventh, that was the Newcastle Knights, who were as high as yep. fourth, I think in. Um, end of May or June or something like that. Yeah, they're in uh, the top four. They've yep. beaten the Roosters, absolutely spanked them on a Friday night. Yep. 
and um, that's pretty much the high point for the Knights. They started yep. they were started one and five, and ended up being in fourth by June. Mm. But it all fell apart. They've said sayonara to their coach, um, yep. which I think, from the outsider's point of view, I think that's probably the right decision to take them to another step. If this playing group can go to another step, and that's my big question mark. He did fantastic job to, to retool that roster, but there's still a lot of players, I think, in that squad that are pr- on pretty good wickets without mm. a lot of runs on the board. Um, they've mm. played in a bad team for a lot for a long time, and yep. it's hard to shift yourself out of that. Um, I think their player of the year was probably David Clemmer, given what he did week in, week out for him. Mitchell Pearce had some absolutely highs, but um, I think probably played injured the back end of the year because he just seemed like he ran out of gas. Uh, the Ponga situation, that's not what you want to hear from your star player. Uh, you're trying to re-sign that he was enjoying a strawberry thick shake when his coach got sacked. Um, he is also 21 or 22. Yeah. Um, and we put some things on players uh, that are probably unrealistic, but if you want the big coin, there's certain things that come with that, and I think his performances in the last month were pretty disappointing mm. when that team still had a realistic chance at playing finals football. There is a job and a half ahead of Adam O'Brien next year. Um, I was just watching the Matty Johns uh, podcast last night and um, Finch, who I think had played some football down there in Melbourne under O'Brien when he first joined, he said, look, he's a he's a basically a 24-7 coach, gets there at 4 a.m., goes home at 9 or 10, um, has an intensity and a demands and excellence He's going to find that he's probably going to have to cut a lot of that roster to get that excellence. That's just my feeling um, yep. on that roster. And it might be another year of struggle street for the Knights next year. Uh, the key for them, they're going to get Ponga to sign a dotted line because just imagine if Newcastle lost Ponga. They'll lose Pierce within a year or two. Um, this was the year they had to make the finals with for, for, for Brown's sake. But... I don't think the future is all roses for Newcastle. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, look, mate, they um, they probably need a, a bit of instant success with O'Brien. Yep. Um, basically because of their their roster, you know, is is a blend of old and young. And if you want them to succeed into the future, you've got to give them a little bit of success um, uh, or a bit of a taste of finals football early on, look, mate. Look, I've 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 met Kalen Ponga, and he really is an impressive young man. Um, I think what he said was insensitive, and I yep. said, and I, and I think what he said might have might have been um, just off the top of his head, and I think he might have been trying to be funny. Yeah. Um, I don't think he was funny. Yep. And I think he would admit that. Um, you know, he he's a pretty relaxed kind of a guy. I I I, I don't think a lot bothers him. Um, and I think that's a reflection of what, you know, what he said is a reflection of that. Yep. Insensitive, yeah, but I don't think he was being malicious. Um, no. Going forward, I think they they definitely need to recruit. Uh, I noticed on another podcast this week, might have been might have been Maddie's or it might have been on Phil Goulds. Uh, I, I totally agree. They they need a, a one or two really old hardheads yeah, in there. Some, yep. Someone look, someone like possibly Tim Manor, someone that's going to train the house down and put efforts that's in. An example for him. Yeah, and and you know it's not that Clemmer isn't, um, but he, he can't do it all on his own. You know, he tried this year. Um, he he really did. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, mate, and and so did Mitchell Pearce. You know, there, but there there are a few passengers in that team, and the worrying thing for me was this whole thing about uh, Safidi and Jacob Safidi and and Dane Cordner. Um, The lead up to that, and and you know, Dane Cordner, uh, you know, punched him in the face, knocked him down, and broke his leg on the fall. Yeah, and the magistrate said he was completely within his rights to do that because of the way Safidi was carrying on. Now. You know, I think I think sometimes that, that these one one team towns um, can suffer a little bit from you know godlike syndrome um, mm. and and can be treated as such when you know uh, uh, Newcastle haven't won anything forever um, and they probably shouldn't be treated like that. Put it being put up on pedestals and thinking they run the town. Um, I think they need a clean out, uh, and I think you know there's probably. Again, depending on how close they are to the end of um, contracts, they probably need to offload out of their top thirty, probably a third of them, yep. um, and bring in uh, some some fresh blood and maybe a bit, few, a couple of old heads, and and off we go. But they've definitely got the talent to be in the eight. And mate, the way that they rolled over against um, the Tigers, I was actually at yep. that game yep. a few weeks ago, was you know just short of disgraceful, really. Yep. Um, it wasn't what you'd expect from an NRL team and, and it just didn't look like they were really trying that hard that night. Um, uh, they've got it in them to, to contend for the competition but uh, didn't show it that night and, and that's a bit of a worrying sign. But I'd give them a, uh, a fail this year um, given where they were during the year, um, given the potential that they had with their their um, uh, their, their staff and their... Um, uh, their cattle on the field, um, you know. I think it was probably time for Brownie to go and someone else step in. But um, I also don't don't really like the way that he was treated. Yep. To be honest with you, no, he's a decent that. person. So yep. uh, yeah, fail. Ten F and fourteen for, for the season, the Knights, um, and that's as we say, it's on the downslope of probably the talent they had. Just one thing on Brown, and it's it's an observation that I had. Um, their best forward last year was Herman Sasa. All right, mm. he had a fantastic season for them. They signed Clemmer, they signed James Gavitt, um, they signed Glasby, um, and all of a sudden there was no room for Sasa in their seventeen. Mm. Now, my only observation here, and this is just theoretical, speculative, what do you want to say? But it's an interesting message that Brown sends to a player who gave you the best year of his life and was your forward leader last year mm. to cast him out of your 17 like after the preseason it pretty yep. much said well what you've done for me the last couple of years irrelevant I've signed these big these big name guys to come in now he may have had a shocking off season or preseason or whatever but I just thought about that message and what that sends to the rest of the playing mm. group which is you know it doesn't matter what you've done for me lately. I'm going to back these big-name guys that I've brought in. And, and look, Gavitt didn't have an impact that he needed to have. I think Tim Glasby's been very disappointing for them. But mm. I also think the expectations on him were pretty harsh because he is a complementary player. He's not a mm. a leader in your pack in terms of no. the on-field but who knows what happened at, Who knows what happened at training, yeah. mate? I mean, SASA, you know, I'm not saying he did or didn't, but he may not have showed up. He yep. may have just gone, he might have just, you know, phoned it in. Entirely um, possible. I'm just saying that's one of those things that I look at and I go, just the rest of the players who'd been there and, and busting their gut. Mm. It's just an interesting message to send. It's like all well, these old new guys are going to save us. And you know, I don't know. Mm. And then, you know, 
if you read between the lines on some of the reports, it was all the new guys are the ones that turned on Brown. Mm. So mm. anyway, that's a, a fail yeah. for the Knights. Yep. A team that also finished 10 and 14 finished in 12th. But you'd yep. argue they got everything and more out of their roster to finish 10 and 14. That's the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Yep. Uh, that's a fantastic effort to basically win, I think, around seven games in the second half of the season after winning three in the first. Um, and it wasn't uh, just the wins, it was who they beat. Correct. Dean Pay, I'm not a huge fan of the way that he seems to want his teams to play, which is we'll win 10 8 if we have to. Um, but there's also a question on how much talent do you have to work with to win games in a different way. But the team pulled this, rolled their sleeves up, and they had a crack in the second half of the year. And, you know, I, I think their best player was Will Upawade, but your centre can't be your best player um, mm. if you want to seriously contend for the finals. But what I will say is that that performance from the Bulldogs, um, their fan base, I think, can walk away from this season and go, they had a crack this year in the second half. Yep. What they build on for next year is a massive question mark because I don't think their roster is going to be anywhere that much better. Mm. But, you know, that, that I think they, for what's been a difficult period as a Dogs fan, uh, you, you'd walk away from the season going, yep, I'll take 10 wins. Yeah, look, mate, I, I, I'd give their first half of the season an F, a big fail. Yep. Um, they didn't gel very good. Um, uh, you know, a, a, a new coach or a newish coach um, coming in. Uh, some of their players didn't stand up. It looked like a couple of them had kind of given up a little bit. I think the injection of uh, DWZ, uh, Dallin, Dallin coming in at the back, back really helped them out. Yeah. Um, I think um, Kieran Foran played great at the end of the year, great. played like the old Kieran Foran. Um, I think, um, you know, the, the nephew of, uh, of the great one, um, Lachlan Lewis, I think he, he, he played in patches very well. I think he's got some future there. Um, and, of course, their, their forwards had a crack, you know, and the good old reliable Aidan Tolman and yep. uh, for Taylor Mariner and uh, Josh Jackson, who just works and works well, and works. second half and of the year was the Josh Jackson I remember. Yeah. Uh, he I, I'll give them a big pass for their second half of the year. Yeah. They knocked, they they got some big scalps, and um, um, I think the future is looking better for the Bulldogs at, uh, at the end of the year than it was halfway through the year, for sure. Interesting. They didn't pick up... They missed out on Appy Carousel, so mm. it'd be interesting to see what they do um, at hooker. I think Jeremy Marshall King has been one of their more impressive players this year, but I don't know if he's the player that mm. takes you up another level. Um, yeah, but at twelfth, look, they had two more wins than they had the year before. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give them a pass. Like I say, second half of the year, but their first half of the year was ordinary. Um, it, it, it was, and it was it worrying. Was, it wasn't you know, just ordinary; it was it was borderline. Oh, pathetic's a hard word, but it was. Mm. You didn't look at that team and go, "Yeah, they'll come good in the second half." It wasn't adequate, mate, and no. I, and it's, it was really surprising that they turned the corner. But I'm very glad they did. I think uh, it's good for football when the Bulldogs are, are playing well. And it was reflected in their crowds, if I'm honest with you. The, the, the games that I went to this year, um, no one was there. And mm. that's, that's, a, that's a, a hope that, the, as I said, that second half has renewed some optimism in the doggy supporters. Not the show. Hey, guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. Hey, well, see you later. The last four teams, the Warriors. We, we had this chat at the start of the season in your... Um, dining room mate we mm. said Sean Johnson getting let go was a massive stuff up big big mistake for, for both parties yep um, 
for both parties. At so least John Johnson's playing finals this year, um, because the Warriors, you, oh, there's some performances from their players that you just go, yeah, I'm glad you're getting paid because you didn't earn it. Um, that was a poor year for them. Nine, one, and fourteen. They were in contention eight weeks ago, but mm. you know, if Roger didn't play out of his skin, they didn't look like scoring points. Oh, Roger was a standout, mate. Roger, Roger, you know, basically carried that team on his shoulders. So, I mean, he's he's the best signing they've ever signed. Yeah, Roger Tuivasa-Shek, um, and I don't care who else you can throw up. But he is their, their their best signing they've ever had. He's the heart and soul of the place. Without Roger Tuivasa-Shek, they probably get the wooden spoon. Um, and they they still haven't really, you know, they, they still haven't got that team right. That, no. With all of the, the Polynesians that are playing in the competition that, that call themselves uh, a New Zealander, um, you'd think that they would be able to recruit better. Um, you'd think that they'd be able to offer more, um, you know, uh, more to their fans. Um, and yet, year after year, we keep seeing the same things. I love New Zealand in the competition, and I think they should remain in the competition um, till the till the last day. Yeah. But they've got to get it right. At some stage, they've got to get it right because the disappointment year after year, it, it, every year, it just wears a little bit thinner. I think on their fans and their, you know, their loyal fans. But, I mean, let's be honest. I think they played in a grand final once, but they've won nothing. Yep, they won um, the nines. Didn't they? Doesn't count. Doesn't count. I don't know if they did. They, um, win, they, win, oh, they didn't win the nines. I can't. Did they? I, I, I don't care. I, if, it's not the, if it's not the Panasonic Cup <laughs> or the MK Cup or the NRL Trophy or the Telstra Cup, whatever they call it, then it doesn't count. Yeah. Um, There's the only MK Cup reference we'll have this whole podcast. Um, mm. What I don't understand about the Warriors is last year they were 15 and 9. Mm-hmm. They finished 8th, but they finished 8th on percentage. They weren't 8th in a bad way. Um, yep. They were two points from the start. Like last year, everyone doesn't forget this, but last year the team finished first had thirty four points. The team that finished eighth had thirty two points. Yeah. So last year with the quad quad of Tohu Harris who missed the whole second half of this year, mm. Isaac Luke who for some reason Stephen Kane didn't want to play when he even when he picked him, mm. um, Roger Tuivasa-Shek and Sean Johnson in the same team they were fifteen and nine. They got rid of Johnson. They didn't want to use Isaac Luke. Um, Toe Harris got hurt halfway through the year and Roger was Roger. Why mm. would you... I, I don't understand why you would blow that core up to then mm. sign Cody Nicarima mm. on money that probably wasn't that far off what SJ was on. Yeah. Um, Look, they're, they're, oh. they're, mate, they're, I think... I think as, as much as I like Stephen Kearney because he's a really good fella. He's a top fella. And, 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 and I think he can coach... I just don't know what what is needed there. I, I can't even put my finger on it. I mean, obviously, there's a little bit of recruitment and retention that needs to be looked at, um, you know, but I, I just, I don't know. Maybe what they need is another New Zealand team in the comp. Maybe they need some, maybe they need some closer competition, competition you know, um, because, yeah, it, it seems that, I, I look, just going from what I'm seeing, it, it looks like they make their New Zealand team uh, the Warriors team and and basic job done, um, but the fans want more than that, mate. The fans don't just want to see a, a you know a team parading around. They want to see a team winning, and winning away and winning at home. And you know, yeah, they won on the weekend in their last round, but um, it was a very very small victory as far as 
on the grand scheme of things go. Yep. They they need to be better. They need to be better for their country and they need to be better for the NRL. Um, you know, a strong New Zealand team is good. I mean, mate, we've got we've got I think about thirty eight percent or thirty six percent in in the competition Polynesian players now. Yeah, if um, not more. Yeah, it's huge. You know, they've 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 got a vast you know, talent pool to pull from. And I think a lot of those players would like to play for the Warriors, you know. Um, so they've got an advantage there. It's just that they can't put it together on the field. And, um, you know, I don't know enough about what goes on there to be able to tell you what it is. But there is there is a problem. There's been a problem there since day one. Um, and the problem is still there. So something needs to change. I'll Fail. keep going back. They, they had a core there to build on for this year and they, they blew it up. I, it does my head in. They needed, a, they needed a dynamic playmaker. They had one. They got rid of him. Mm. Anywho. F, um, fail. Cowboys in 14th. Uh, oh, the poor old Cowboys. They were a bad football team this year. They were <laughs> a limited bad football team this year that didn't seem to have any answers. And the, the scary thing for the, cow, the Cowboys as far as I'm concerned is that Jason Taumalolo and Michael Morgan couldn't have done any more than they did, mm. and they still finished mm. nine and fifteen. Look, um, I think it was on the Matty Johns podcast I listened to last night. One of them said that they, they've they've actually they've actually played this virtually the same way for about twenty years, except for the except for the addition of Thurston and Thurston's brilliance. They've played a pretty dour kind of a game, you know, and and Jonathan Thurston. Uh, arguably got them that that NRL trophy, yep. um, the Telstra Cup, on 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 his sheer tenacity and brilliance and 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 his ability to pull a team together to get them to do what he wanted and his vision, and all of the all of the superlatives that you can put together, um, he, he that was on his back. But now they don't have a Thurston. It's a and and Thurston's one of those players, you know, like he's probably once in a generation yep. style player. Um, they need to they need to clear out, um, and they are. You know, there's players retiring. I mean, there's at least two front rowers that are gone this year in yep. Matt Scott and Scott Bolton. Yep. Um, they need to, you know, up the ante. They've got a new new stadium to go to. Um, they need to be better. They need to be better for their for Townsville. Um, they need to be better, you know, because um, they've got a, a, a fairly large nursery of of rugby league players up there. Yep. Um, and um, you know they they missed they missed one by letting Kalen go a c- couple of years ago, yep. um, uh, and they yeah they just need to be better. And th- th- I'll give them a fail this year. Yeah, um, and I think they, I think that maybe I think Paul Green's times come to an end there. Um, I, I think you know I think it was Phil Gould that said you know you, as a coach you either move on to another club or you get a bunch of new players because ultimately you're at, you've got a, you've got a life expectancy of about six or seven years at a club mm. at the most, um, and once you get there you kind of lose the dressing room a bit. All your tricks you've used all your tricks, so it's time to get new players or a new club. So you know, I think it's time for maybe Paul Green to to either clean out the ranks and start for looking for thirty or forty percent new players. Or to, to he can coach. He yeah. can definitely coach. He's a very well. Good that coach. that team, and this is something that you, you touched on the the Thurston um, factor. Mm. It make their performance this year and last year makes that two thousand and seventeen run to the grand final even more amazing. Yeah, because they didn't have JT for that run. Yep, and it was it was 
uh, Michael Morgan and Jason Tamalolo carrying them to the G. Yeah. But he's cleared out a lot of that 2015 team by now. Mm. And they're not improving. And I, I'm with you in the in the res, the idea of do you change the philosophy of how they play? Uh, I still don't understand how he uses Tamalolo from week to week. I, I can't work it out. Some weeks he's playing 80 minutes and they're looking fantastic, and then three weeks later he's playing him for 50 and they lose and they lose the game when he's off the field. And I know he can't play him the whole time, but he seems to want to. And I think we are missing. If they're not on TV, you're missing out. Like on Friday, you're missing out on one of the more remarkable careers. He's he's been a player that he he just commands your eyeballs when you're watching the game. Mm. What can they put around him? They've added the McLean and Maguire, who haven't had the impact that they needed. Um, but then also players that I don't think are going to win games on their own. Um, I'm worried Look, about. Look, mate, them. Let, let's let's be honest. M- Maguire, and sorry to cut you off, That's but right. Maguire lost his way this year. Yeah. Um, Jordan McLean wasn't the player he was last year. Cohen Hess wasn't the player he was last year. Cohen Hess and that's, been a big disappointment. And, yep. th- and that's not Taumalolo's fault. No. Um, they've recruited a very exciting young player in in Scott Drinkwater. I, I think they need to persist with Scott Drinkwater. I actually think he's their future halfback. Um, he was an Australian schoolboys halfback. Yep. He kept Nathan Cleary in the six jersey, um, and he wore the seven jersey um, in, in Australian schoolboys. I, I think he's their future Um or one of their future playmakers, um, you know. So what they probably need is they need to give some players an ultimatum um, and say, uh, look, you know, you're on your last chance. Uh, if, if we don't see an improvement next year, um, you know, but that means another year, a little bit of a year of heartbreak. They need to, they need to bring some players in there. Yeah. Um, they need to, they've offloaded a few, and, and Matt Scott would have take, taken up a little bit of a chunk. And he of had there. a fantastic career. We're not, we're not debating. No, no, that not at all, mate. I, I think he, I'm not. You know, like I mean, unfortunately, he had an illness at the end of the year, which yeah. put a damper probably on on his whole year. And the farewell. Um, yeah. Yeah, and his farewell. But you know, stuff like that can happen, and unfortunately, does happen. But I, I think um, they definitely need another good strike front rower. Um, he, they'll be big shoes to fill. Scott Bolton was the was the the worker, yeah. um, you know. He was there for many years. Um, yeah, unfortunately, mate, they 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 just didn't name up in the in the halves department. I mean, I know that Morgan worked hard, but I've always thought of Morgan more as a fullback mm. um, than a than a halfback. Uh, and I think, you know, he might have a bit older legs now. He might not be able to play halfback, but he'd probably make a very good six to drink water seven. Um, the young guy they got there, I, I think he was disappointing this year. Clifford, um, Jake Clifford. Yeah. Um, they have you know, signed. Think... They have signed Reese Robson from the Dragons, so they they are finally addressing, which I think is something that they had to, which was the hooking position. Well, Jake Granville was yeah. amazing for those couple of years, yeah. but he just hasn't been. No, he's he, lost his mojo. Hasn't mate. been the impact he, player they needed to be. He's a Damien Cook style player. If he's not running. He may as well not be on the field. Yep. So they've added uh, Robson. I like Robson. I think he's a good pickup. The other thing that they, as we finish on them, the the impact that they they didn't get was Neen McDonald, um, who hurt himself if you remember against mm. the Storm, mm. and then it emerged pretty quickly after that that he, he had, had other issues. Of, he had other issues and wasn't playing football anymore. But that would have yep. he would have eaten up a lot of their salary cap space for this year when they signed him from the Dragons, mm. and they would have been banking on him. Mm. We are at a stage in the in the. I know there's the talk about they're saving money for Valentine Holmes, and look, 
I would love to see Val Holmes there at number one. Me too. Yep. It'd be sensational. Um, but there, there's just it's not going to be a instant turnaround for the Cowboys, and I think we've we've overrated them for a few years now. We thought mm. looked at the talent on paper and said, oh, they'll they'll, they'll be there, they'll be there, and mm. they just haven't. Apart from that run in 2017, which was amazing. Uh, but not interesting. To, it'll be interesting to see if they do recruit this this off season and if Paul Green does make it through the end of year review. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Style but, of football, but, I think you nailed it. They, they they could be much more attacking than what they are, but you've also got to be able to defend, as we know. Two teams to go, mate. I'll give you the I'll choice. I've given them an F for fail, too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'll give, you two, I'll give you a choice. Do you want to start with the Titans and leave the Dragons till last, or do you want to do the Dragons? and then? No, let's the do the, dra- my, the mighty Dragsters, mate. 15th, mate. How does that sit? When I say the Dragons finish 15th with an 8-16 and 16 record. Yeah, it doesn't sit well with me at all. Um, I think... Look, I think that there's been. Where do you start? You know, do you start at the coaching coaching level? And and I mean, I've said this before. I think Paul McGregor is one of the nicest guys in football. Yep. Um, but I think you know it's an elephant in the room, and you need to start talking about it. Uh, I think there's there've been some weird things happen this year with, um, you know, if you go back to. Um, to their halfback, uh, Ben, what's his name? Ben Hunt. I forget his, Ben Hunt. I think you go back to Ben Hunt, you know, like uh, Ben Hunt came back from origin tired and, uh, you know, Mary gave him the option of having the week off. And, and I'm not saying this is, I'm just saying there's very, there's a, lots of layers of this. This is a, a multi-layered thing. St. George have well been, for, for, a lot, for a few years now, been known as the, the June premiers. You know, they're, they're killing it at the start of the year and they can't finish a year off. Yep. And and I think you're paying you're paying a guy like Ben Hunt a million bucks a year, uh, and he wants to have a week off after Origin. Um, you know, there's a lot of players that would just say, "No, I'm not having the week off now. I'll have it in a few weeks." You know, they, they, there was an important game to win. Then, yep. I can't remember what the game was to be honest, but they didn't win it. Um, and Ben Hunt was cooling his heels at home, um, resting up. You know, I mean, times and places, mate. I, I think the loss of Gareth Widdop was big this year the loss of Jack DeBellum was immense yep um, as well as you know they they talk about Jack DeBellum was at training all year um, you know killing it at training but unable to play um, he, he was also you know smashing blokes at training um, and hooking in and um, still unable to play and they they probably had him there as a constant reminder that you know he was available but not able to play um, which would have psychologically done them some damage. I think, I think Tarek Sims was very, very good this year. Yeah. I think Corbin was ordinary. Yeah. Um, I, uh, you know, what did you make of Corey Norman? Because he was the hot big and cold. I think he was hot and cold, mate. I think. Look, I don't think he was a bad signing. I, I think at the time, you know, uh, they got him pretty cheap. Um, he needed a club, um, and you know, uh, you, you kind of don't usually. Let someone like that go if you can get him. Um, I think. I think ultimately, you know, I, I, I don't know really know other than Jai Field and um, Adam Clune. Um, I don't know who they've got coming up. Um, but the strange thing was that they signed. and This is the bit I just want to get to. Is they signed Norman and threw Dufty out. I didn't understand that when you had three halves or you had mm. two established halves. You add Norman. Now it may have been that Gareth just said he wanted to play fullback, and that was the that was the deal. But yeah, look, I heard I heard that there was 
issues with Dufty. Um, yeah. Uh, relating to his attitude or something that was in the in the media, yep. um, who knows who knows what what went down. But I um, I don't know. I think I think Corey Norman's Corey Norman's one of those players. He can play half, five eight, fullback, um, you know, dummy half if you needed him to. Yep. So I don't think he's a bad buy. I, I don't think he had an adverse effect on the team. I just think I think overall, you know, I think. Um, Coach has been there a while now. Um, they haven't seen any success. I, I think it's time to move on. Um, for as good a fella as he is, and and you know, I think it's time to clean the mess up and um, maybe start looking at um, bringing in a, a an established coach um, that's got runs on the board. I mean, even even coaches that don't have runs on the board, there's a few out there at the moment. Mm. Um, people like Anthony Griffin, um, who who's you know, hasn't tasted any success as a coach, but he's got a very good um, track record. If you look at his, um, you know, his his, his yep. percentages and stuff, um, they're talking about apparently Gus Gould is 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 uh, doing the end of season review. But I understand that's more as a favour to Mary than not. So yeah, I think it's um, it's a it's a bounce your bounce what you're doing off me was the yeah. Way he so I ex- it. I expect Mary might be safe. But I often wonder about clubs that sign sign coaches that are, you know, on the brink one day and then signed up for another year or two yeah. the next. Well, he signed it, up. He signed up again the start of this year. I mean, let me yeah. throw a stat at you. I want to ask you a real key question, but I want to throw you a stat at you first. How many weeks this season do you reckon the Dragons are in the top eight? Eight weeks. Four. Four. Okay. And the last time they were in the top eight was round eight. Mm-hmm. Yep, that is a long period of not poking mm. your nose in at all. And I, my follow-up is the real question I want to ask you: mm. Are you happy with the style that the Dragons play? No, look, I, I'll be honest with you, mate. I don't very, I don't very much like the style of football that's being played right across the NRL at the yep. moment. To be honest, I think uh, generally it's two hit-ups and a block play. Um, it's predictable. It's it's a bit boring. I, I, I actually prefer watching the English Super League. I know that sounds very hipstery of me. Um, You've got, you're uh, sporting a fantastic beard right now. I must admit. Little, am I? Little little twirls in the bottom and or a band. Oh, that everywhere. yeah 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 yeah. Is that hipster? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No. Look, I, I I do find the English Super League more enjoyable to watch. I think it's more of an attacking game. Um, it's not as regimented and and stuff. But I'm not happy with the way St George play. Um, I, you know, and I guess it comes back to Ben Hunt. Is he a, is he a half? Is he a hooker? Where, where's his best position? Can you afford a million dollar hooker? Well, um, your best player this year unless he's was your hooker. Cam McInnes, McInnes. had a great yeah. year. You what do not... you do with him if you put? You know, I mean, he's there's too so small many to questions. play lock. You can't play him lock. Mm. Um, mm. But Ben Hunt, I, I think I sent it to a, the WhatsApp group. He basically used the line. He's been paid a million bucks for. He's been at the Dragons two years or one year. Two. Two. He's played two, two seasons. Year. And his comment was, oh, I need to step up, step up now. You'd think, you'd think that you'd probably need to step up the moment you got there. Um, <laughs> like... I, I wonder, is it a three or four year contract? I thought it was five, wasn't it? Was I mean, it five? I'll, I'll, I'll Google it while you uh, talk. Yeah, yeah look, I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just unsure. I mean, Ben Hunt has had his ups and downs. and But the thing about Ben Hunt, 
is I think he was quite fortunate to get that million dollar contract. He's never won anything. Yeah, five years. Um, he's he's you know he's played Origin and whatnot, but he's had his dour games in Origin. Um, you know, and and, and uh, yeah, I think I think dr- the Dragons were very desperate to get a halfback. So, you know, I mean, good luck to him. Uh, good on him. Um, I have no problem with him. I don't know him. Um, I just, I just don't see him being, you know, unless he's unless he's got another gear we haven't seen yet. I just don't see him being able to get you to a, to a grand final and pull one pull it out of the out of the hat for you like someone like Thurston could or or Joey. Well, or, or, I'll say yeah. this about Ben Hunt: he was the catalyst for Brisbane's success while he was there at the back end of his time there. He was a dynamic player alongside Anthony Milford. I. I I know we all look at him dropping the ball in the grand final and the rest of it, but he had a pretty good game up until that stage in the last. Oh yeah, he was having a pretty good game up till then, but it still happened. But he'd been, he'd been, he had been the the driving force behind that Broncos team playing that kind of football, and I remember it vividly because I was doing a lot of work through it then. And mm. he has regressed, and that's not a good thing when you're paying a million bucks plus for an aggressive mm. player. Um, the mm. last point I'll make on the Dragons is, and it's to do with the style. I thought they'd be pretty flamboyant this year simply because you had Widdop on the field, you had Hunt on the field, you had Norman on the field. Yeah. And that's where my biggest criticism of Mary McGregor is, is that I didn't see that at all really open up. I mean, they beat the, mm. the Titans, I'm sure, once by about 50 or whatever it was. But mm. with that amount of talent on the field, you've got you to gotta let the ball fly and yeah, they just absolutely. like flying up through the middle and the James Graham, you know, he'll probably play one more year, but... He was disappointing this year. He wasn't a factor, um, and yeah, they're the, the, the most. I'll tell you now, the most impressive thing about their last six weeks was uh, the game time and performance of Luciano Lelua. He actually looked yeah. like a, he looked like a first grade footballer who could make an impact. Um, yeah. But you know they'll get Tarek Sims back next year, and do they even play him in their first grade team? I, that's the thing. That's where you go. You know, is you mean it worth Luciano? Having... Do they play him in the first grade team? Yeah. A little, like I just. Hmm. Yeah, well, I, I hope they do, mate. I, I you know, I, I, I hope that they reward his back end of the year, even if it's only for a couple of weeks, to see where he's at. Um, because I agree with you. I think he was he was one of the one of the ones. He, he he's you know he's a he's a ball playing forward. I love the ball playing forward. I love a a, a forward that isn't just going to pass once or a hit up or, you know run yep. run dual runners with the, with another forward i like a i like a forward that's going to you know play a bit like a halfback and and you know i like john asiata from the the cowboys from the same reason you know he's a you know, world's biggest 58 but um yeah look it's a it's an f f for fail for yep. for st george Four, this year mate I'm, uh 8 and 16 the dragons we're going to get to the last team because we're going to wrap this up Look, we were yep. going to do Player of the Year, Coach of the Year. Let's do it next week. We've been chatting deluxe. It's episode 200, so it probably makes sense to do something big like that. Uh, yep. We have the Titans in 16th. 4-20, uh, and 20, and that's 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 bang on. They were, they were a bad... Like the 4-20 and 20 pies. They were bad, bad this year. They, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Look, Jai They've got issues, mate. Out, but it was not a year. You want to remember yep. on the Gold Coast. Uh, they've got a new coach. Holbrook's coming in. Um, now Meninga said rookie, they're going to sign a rookie coach. Yep. He said they're going to sign um, half a dozen of the best talent on the on the on the market for next year. Mm. Um, I wish them the best of luck. Um, did you see what they wheeled tough. out? Did you see what they wheeled out earlier this week? Yeah, I did, mate. The, uh, the list of under tw- under twelves players that they've signed. 
Yeah. Hmm. Kind of interesting. They're, they're signing under twelves players, but mm. anyway, I I, I, uh, I digress. Um, there's issues there, mate. Um, and it's not just about the people there. I believe it's about geographically the location. I, I think it's you know, which, which then brings into it the people. But I think um, I think they need to relocate. I think they I think they need to give up on the Gold Coast. They need to relocate to Brisbane, second Brisbane team. Uh, play a couple of games, you know, probably four games a year in um, on the Gold Coast. Yep. Um, the rest of the games, home games in Brisbane. Um, and I think they need to rethink their structure from uh, from their playing staff to their to their head office. I think uh, it needs a massive clean out. It needs a flush, like a dirty toilet. It needs to be uh, cleaned out and uh, the waste sent in a different direction. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's it's the the place has had an issue. It's a little bit like the Warriors. It's it's had issues for a long time. Um, again, it's a team that's never won anything, um, and uh, I know that not all teams can win every year, um, meaning premierships. But you know they've had a lot of money pumped into them um, for very little success. Uh, they've got they they do have some very loyal supporters up there, yep. but also quite often the joint looks like it's empty. Um, I think it's time to rethink the Gold Coast um, and. Uh, yeah, I, I wish them the best of luck, but I can't see much happening whilst they're on the Gold Coast. Um, you know, it just seems like a money pit, to be honest. Yeah, the, the big challenge for the Titans, and it's still, as far as I'm concerned, is they've got to connect with that, that area. Um, it is a big area of rugby league. And, yeah, I, I didn't see that. I didn't know about that under-12s thing until it came up on the, pod, the May Johns podcast the other night. Mm. It just... It just I don't think it's the right way of going about connecting with your audience because, as um, Paul Kent said, it's pretty much highlighting every young player that every other club should go after. Oh, mate, I mean, they pulled the list out and, and the list was kind of showed to all of the journalists and if you're Brisbane, who needs to talent scout? Just write down their, yeah. their top 12, under 12 players and we'll keep an eye on them next time, next time you know, there's a schoolboys carnival on. Um, yeah. It's... Yeah, but not only that, 12-year-olds being signed. I mean, mate, that harks back to, 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 to the days in, in ba- English Barney Premier Haslip? Leagues. Was his name Barney Haslip? That, remember that the, the Eels signed like a 14-year-old, Barney oh, Haslip? I yeah. don't remember. But, but I do you know, know that the English Premier League signs 10-year-olds sometimes. I mean, you know, mate, I, I, coached, I coached some under-12s this year, mate, and there's no way in the world you know. You, you'd obviously know that there's some that are more skillful yeah. than the others, but... There's no way in the world that you'd know that a kid at 12 years old is going to be able to play NRL by the time he's 20. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't happen. You, it's just it's just silly. Yeah. You know, you'd be better off putting putting rugby league, you know, um, development camps on every week rather than signing a dozen 12 year olds. It's it's you know it's, it's it a big off season for Holbrook. It's a big off season for the club. There's a lot, I wish him the best of luck. A lot of work I, I to do. I, I don't dislike him, no. but I'm still going to give him an F. For fail. Well, this is the one. That's that's a this the way they ended this year. Um, I mean, I've spoken about how I think they've got to embrace what was there yep. before them, um, yep. because there are fans that will still be around who remembered the the Giants, the Seagulls, the Chargers. Um, mm. But this this record of four and twenty, it 
it very much reminds you of of the early years of the uh, oh the Giants. They've Even got to they be, they've got to be better. Boy Lewis, um, but that's something else that I think you got, you've got to re embrace. Like if you if you want to talk to your audience, you've got to give them a reason to smile and yep. trotting out signed twelve year olds. Probably not the best way of doing it, but no, these not after the year they've had. Correct, you know. Um, but it'd be different if they. It'd be different if they made the top four, and then after the season finished, they said, "And look how invested we are in the yep. future of the, the the club and the way it's going." We've even signed some twelve year olds to development contracts, but not when you finish stone motherless with a with a uh, you know with a record of four and twenty, mate. Not good enough. Um, no. They need to be better. Uh, and they need to, you know, be better all round. Um, I wish him the best of luck. Look, I don't dislike him, but the yeah. upside for the Titans is that everyone starts on zero wins, zero losses, round one sure. next year. Um, yep. Best of luck next year. Indeed. Not this for your show. Show. You know why I like you? Because you're a regular guy. Yep. That's why I want you to stay regular. One half teaspoon for fast, effective relief. That's the wrap-up. We've done the also-rounds. We've done the semi-finals. We've wasted... We've got any questions or not? Sorry? we got any questions? No questions. We, okay. Uh, uh, actually, no, I've got a question for you, Cocksmith, and it's just a Go general on. one to everyone listening. Look, today is Are You OK um, Day, everybody, here in Australia. Um, if you've got mates you haven't spoken to, um, not a bad day to just send them a message to see how they are travelling. Um, Absolutely. Because there's, yeah, there's a lot of issues going around. Um in people's minds that they never share, and it's really important that mm-hmm. you um, just check up on mates. Um, totally agree. No one ever, yep. ever dislikes a message. Um, yep. and Phone you, call, message, yep. email, however you reach out, just um, try and do it because it's a very, very important thing. Uh, thank you for bringing that up today, mate. All good, um, mate. Um, well done. Finally, uh, the NRLW, it starts this weekend. We have, yeah, can't wait. Uh, Roosters, yep. Warriors, Dragons, Broncos. I think the Dragons have signed every player imaginable available yep. to uh, try and uh, rectify a pretty poor season last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Broncos Roosters in the grand final last year. The Who won last year again? Broncos. Broncos won. Uh, Brigginshaw, who is one of those players that I just go, yes, you have it. She is a yep. Great <laughs> really, football. really good footy player. Um, yep. I, and the hooker as well. The, I couldn't um, tell you who the favourites are, apart from yeah. obviously the team that just won it. But from what mm-hmm. I understand, the Dragons signed like half that team. Mm-hmm. Um, who's your prediction, Cocksmith? Dragons. Dragons, mate. Yep, right. I've got to stick solid. I'm sure if there was a Raiders team in there, you'd be sticking oh, solid. Be all, well all as well. I'll go Roosters. There you go. We'll throw out there. I'll go for the Roosters. Yeah, you go for the Dragons. Green finalist from last year. What a brave prediction. Mate, there's four teams. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Brave. Why don't so you go the Warriors? The then? outsider would have been the Warriors. Uh, there you go. That's been Not The Footy Show episode 199. I've been Warren Nicholson. That's been Rob Cox. Get us on social. You know where to find us. Um, it's been nice to catch up with you, Rob, um, and look at you as you uh, gradually fall asleep there on the couch. At, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Camden. No, mate, it's been it's been great to catch up with you, and uh, uh, we should do this again next week. Let's try and do it every week of the finals. We'll yeah, make them shorter We have, next we week. have a, a pretty significant milestone coming up. Um, mm. In the next episode, I will see if we can somehow do it in person because that would be good. Um, yep. Fun Come fact. Come out for dinner. Come out for dinner. Oh, well, that sounds good. Oh, you can shout me dinner. Um, mm. But fun fact: I've got jury duty coming up uh, Monday week. Going to be great fun. Um, so 
Yep. Yes, I will uh, be sitting there if I get selected, just constantly thinking of um, the hours that I could have been spending with you talking rugby league, mate. <laughs> no, I'll be focused enough, on the mate. case. I'll be focused on the case. Hopefully yes, I don't get please, focus. Um, focus. But, Do the right uh, thing. It's been a pleasure. Uh, it's episode 199. Good luck to all the finals teams. Commiserations to the teams that also ran this year. And yep. uh, we will give you all our predictions in regards to well, our picks for player of the year and stuff over the course of the finals. I think that's what we'll do. We'll pick one category as we go. The thing to remember yep. is that we will base that on the regular season, not during the finals, which I think is always the challenge when you have a Dallium night before a grand final is that three weeks of the finals have already been played and it can skew yeah. people's minds. Um, mm-hmm. And that's it. Final point as we yep. close out. Not the footy this show, is the so third final on. point. Go I, on. Like, I like a good final point. <laughs> Cocksmith, uh, the NRL put out all the grand finals on the website, which I thought was an outstanding effort back to 1966 yep. or 67. I know where you're going with this. Go and on. it looked fantastic. They've done the pre-game, the post-game. It is a fantastic effort. Hats off to you, NRL. Yeah. Where the heck is 1997 Super League? Not allowed to show it, I don't believe, mate. I think there's a broadcast um, thing with News Limited. So, um, yeah, sorry. Didn't happen. I was there, but it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, there's, there's it was a, a good game things. too, if I remember correctly. Sorry? It was a pretty good game, yeah, if I remember correctly. it was up there correctly. at Angel Stadium in the wet. Yep. Um, yep. I'm spewing because Canberra weren't good enough to beat Cronulla the week before. And the, mm. the grand final at Super League wanted didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I will say is that it's, it's an interesting one where we keep hearing about the back-to-back roosters. The first since 92-93. Now, you can argue that they might not be able to show the game on their website, but I still maintain they still played in the competition. If you're going to recognise the Knights Premiership, you've got to recognise the Broncos one. Yep, Because the NRL doesn't happen without Super League and the ARL coming together. And that's Correct. the core part. It's not that... Um, Super League didn't go back with their tails between their legs to the, NRL, to the ARL. Um, that's not how it finished. and That's not how it came back together. Mm. Um, mm. We're glad that it came back together, but I just think that's... Whether you were, didn't matter who you went for team wise, um, mm. we don't have the NRL without those two sides coming back together, and that's just part of. I think you've got to recognise that season. Correct. No, yeah. I, th- I think it should be it should be included, mate. Yeah. Anyway, that's the episode. No more final All points. Right. Warwick, Rob, thanks very much for listening, everybody. We'll uh, catch you next time on Not the Footy Show. Good stuff. Not the Footy Show. Pepsi. <laughs>